0: Welcome back to SNC Adventures Talk it Out Podcast. My name is Sarah, and today I'm joined with Sam, who also is a student who is abroad this current semester in Australia, but has since had to return home due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. So I will give him a minute to introduce himself now.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, like she said, my name's Sam. Um, I went to Bond University in the Gold Coast of Australia, so, on the eastern side of it. Uh, I am going to be, I guess, currently a junior in, uh, a a junior currently. I'm going to be a senior. Um, I am a mathematics major with biology minor. Um, I'm from actually De Pere, Wisconsin, so not that far away from St. Norbert, so homebody, but yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: All right, great. So kind of to start before we kind of maybe get into the questions revolving around you having to obviously cut your semester short. um, Why did you choose to go abroad in Australia?
1: Um, I knew I wanted to go to a country uh, that was English based. So not Mm -hmm. was going to struggle too much with the foreign language. Um, I've taken some Spanish uh, previously, but I wasn't too confident in that. So I was like, okay, let's Pick an English-based course, and I'm very uh, sun-based, so I knew that like a cloudy London-type uh, atmosphere wasn't going to suit me very well. So that kind of narrowed it down pretty quick to either New Zealand or Australia. And Australia is just known for their their great weather, um, over 300 days a year of just pure sunshine. So, oh wow, that yeah, that really attracted me to. Um, Australia and bond is actually they just celebrated their 30 years being a college so they're a very very new uh, university and Mm -hmm. they attract students from probably over 50 countries around the world Um, half of their class so each they have about uh, six different cohorts is what they call them but it kind of be like freshman junior um, sophomore and senior uh-huh And so each class has about a thousand students per se, and fifty percent of those students are international so
0: oh wow it's
1: a it's a great hub to meet people from all walks of life and it was really, really cool,
0: yeah, it definitely sounds like it, and I'm sure even like kind of going back to weather, it's definitely way different than what you would have experienced had you stayed on campus this year oh spring. for sure,
1: oh for sure, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, kind of you mentioned you got to meet tons of different people. When you were there, were you living with other international students?
1: Yeah. So, the way it's kind of set up is that they have different options for housing. So, you can live in an apartment style. So, that could be anywhere between four to six to maybe even eight different people all living in an apartment together. Um, but those are all off campus. So, maybe you might need to take the bus to get to campus or it might be a little bit of a walk. Um, but me personally, I lived in the dorms and they have one dorm, uh, which is basically just set up for international students. So we all get to meet one another, um, kind of bond that way in different experiences Mm -hmm. and stuff. And my roommate actually was from China.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. That was really interesting because he didn't know that much English. So communications wise, it might've been a little, a little more difficult but yeah it was really cool to see just kind of how he lived and like what his little um like habits were around the room and stuff it was really kind of cool to see and you could be walking down the hallway and hear six different languages coming from multiple different rooms so it was it was really cool
0: yeah it's definitely not an experience you would have you know walking down the dorms at St. Norbert so
1: <laughs> no not really
0: So was studying abroad something that you always thought about doing, or did you kind of maybe become more interested once you started at St. Norbert?
1: I knew coming into college that it was something I was going to look into. Um, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it because I knew that studying abroad does kind of cost a little bit more. Um, But then as I looked more into it and I saw how affordable it actually was, Mm -hmm. this could be something that could be, could actually work for me. It could actually come true. So as I got more into it and learned more about it, the more I got involved um, with different clubs on campus and like um, different international clubs as well. I was like, dang, I really need to go abroad and just have that experience.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one that I think everyone should take an opportunity to do when you have the chance. Oh to for do it. sure, for sure. So what kind of classes did you take while you were there?
1: So uh, being abroad and with Bond specifically, we have to take four classes. Um, that converts back to, I think mine is converting back to 18 credits actually, so a little more than the usual or typical semester at St. Norbert. Um, But the type of classes that I were taking was, one of them was a math class, because as I said, I'm a math major, so I kind of have to take a math class. Mm -hmm. The other two were for my biology minor. Uh, One of them was called Marine Environments and Ecosystems. So in that class, all we learned about was like sharks, shark attacks, um, marine fishes, uh, coral reefs. All this type of stuff that I would not have access to at St. Norbert because,
0: yeah, that, that, for sure. say,
1: Wisconsin isn't exactly one known for <laughs> world Peace and stuff. So, yeah, that was really different and it was really exciting to learn about that. Um, and then another class that Bond is really, they really try to push because no other university in the world, I think, has a class like this, but it's a week long class where we go out to this island called North Stradbrook Island. It's right off the coast and we live there. I think it's 50 students of us. We all live there for about a week and we
0: go each
1: day and we do different excursions. So the one day we learned about um, patty melons and the kangaroos and stuff. And we saw um, the beaches and everything. And then another day we went down to um, like a swamp area and we found conch shells with, little crabs inside of them we found an eel actually um we dug up salt water they call them yabbies but they're like mm-hmm. water crayfish
0: okay so we
1: do all this sort of stuff throughout the week and uh, we write it down in our journals and everything and then after that week you're done with the class so it's it's a quick way to get a class out of the way which is really kind of nice but
0: yeah that's really cool actually great. i've never heard of I mean, kind of like you said, no one else really does that. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it was really exciting.
0: So when, I mean, aside from that class, how would you say the format of your other classes compared to what you know at St. Norbert?
1: Um, it's, it's different for sure. Uh, rather than, well, at St. Norbert, we typically have classes either three times a week or twice a week. And uh, sometimes that adds in a lab or something like that. On um, mm-hmm you have cl- You have your classes once a week. So say you are in a biology class. So that would, at SNC, that would be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with a lab either on Tuesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. And if you took a biology class, it would be one day a week. So it would be maybe Monday for two to three hours. And then maybe you would have a lab on Tuesday for another two hours. Okay. It's very different to what SNC is normally, which was Mm -hmm. a little challenging getting used to at first. But then after a while, it was like, dang, I have a lot more free time. So like after class, I can finish my stuff. Then tomorrow I don't have class at all. So I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to go hiking or something.
0: So Yeah, it's definitely nice to have that free time, especially during your semester abroad, because you want to be able to enjoy the place where you are also.
1: Oh, right. Definitely. And some people even had like, four or five day weekends. So they would take a quick trip down to Sydney or over to the Outback or something. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, How would you, I guess, describe maybe the Aussie lifestyle for anyone who doesn't really know anything about it? Yeah.
1: So I was definitely that person going into it. I was like, well, not quite sure what to (laughs) it, but I guess we're going to go for it. Um, The Aussie lifestyle for sure is, once you get there, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's so different. But actually, it's a lot like um, the United States in the sense that they still have their fast foods. Like Burger King over there is Hungry Jack's. They have McDonald's, and everybody kind of likes McDonald's. <laughs> there's there's a lot of Asian food there, though. So there's a lot of sushi, a lot of noodles, um, mm-hmm. a lot of different cultural stuff and it's it's really really nice because rather than just going there and getting like the typical Australian food or something you also get to try like Asian food or um, Japanese food or what have you so it's really kind of cool that way um, a lot of people take the bus so when you take the bu- I've never taken a bus before going to it yeah and now that I have I'm like oh it's not that bad
0: mm-hmm
1: and I guess another big thing is that almost everybody works out all the time.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: <laughs> like some Australians I was talking to, they're like, oh yeah, I have to work out this morning. And then I have practice later today with the Olympic swim team. And then I'm going to go for a <laughs> boxing class. I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a good, it's a good week. If I get to a boxing class once a week, like, come on. But yeah, that was something to get used to as well, which is not a bad thing.
0: No, not at all, for sure. So, do you have any favorite aspects about that type of lifestyle or maybe things that you miss now that you're back home?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, Actually, one of the things that they have a lot of is gelato, which you just can't get enough of. I really (laughs) miss my gelato all the time. One of the things is, uh, a lot of people like to make their own food, and then they also work out so the the lifestyle over there is very healthy it's very active where I mean mm-hmm. given the situation we're kind of not able to do much of, of anything, but
0: yeah, even
1: the typical um, United States kind of way of life is yeah you're gonna go work out and yeah you're gonna like try to eat healthy, um, but sometimes we are able to slip up a little bit. Are they're like eating healthy is just the way we do things like if you if you eat unhealthy that's like okay maybe your break for the week um or maybe even the month but yeah that's that's one of the things that i really miss that and the beach the beach
0: yeah hard to beat
1: that Yeah, exactly
0: so did australia ha- australia have any like signature food dishes and did you get to try oh. them
1: that's a good question, because
0: or maybe just popular food. Yeah,
1: I mean they they do like their Ben and Jerry's.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a
1: ton <laughs> of Ben and Jerry's. It's a lot more expensive over there, but they like to treat huh. themselves to that. So I was like, oh,
0: yeah, I can
1: I can get on board with that. Um,
0: yeah, for sure. One of
1: the things that I tried over there that I really kind of miss is um, kangaroo, which. Oh, yeah, wow. for some people they might be like, "Oh my gosh, you ate kangaroo?" Yeah, did. um <laughs> But it's not a it's not a bad thing because kangaroo are, it's they're everywhere. Oh, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like eating them and kind of like using them as a meat source is good to keep their population in check. Otherwise, they would just overrun everything. Um, yeah. But it's kind of like a steak. It's not soft like chicken. It's like okay and it's more tough like a steak so that's... I guess that's one thing that I kind of miss uh quite a bit
0: but I mean that's definitely one of those things I feel like if you're there you might as well give it a shot exactly you
1: know? exactly yeah
0: because I don't think you're gonna be able to find that anywhere here
1: um no not really <laughs>
0: but,
1: yeah <laughs> steak and Tim Tams are
0: little now, what's
1: that uh Tim Tams they're kind of like little wafers Imagine an Oreo, which is really long and kind of like a rectangle, and then dipped okay. in chocolate.
0: Oh, that sounds Yeah, good. it was
1: really good. So I brought some for my family to try, and they're like, dang, these are actually really good. I'm like, I know I should have brought home more.
0: Yeah, just packed your suitcase full. I mean, I
1: considered it, not going to lie. I considered it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So how would you maybe just in general some you can just touch on different aspects describe how bonds campus um, differs from snc's yeah
1: so snc i guess in general is uh you could say spread out but it's kind of its own little community we don't have many roads or anything cutting through um mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about traffic or anything like that um bond is the same way so a lot of the uh housing options are uh, I should say on-campus housing options are all right next mm-hmm. to each other which is really nice if you just want to go and say hi to a friend in a different dorm or something. Um, all of the classes are in separate buildings so they have rather than having like a mathematics building and a um, business building everything like that they do it by um, generality so they have a law building and in you can, okay. you can learn about ethics, sociology, um, law, maybe some business classes and stuff like that. Um, then they have a separate building for business. So that would be business administration, economics, uh, political science, all that type of stuff. Then they have one called, oh gosh, I think it's called humanities as mm-hmm. all your other stuff um, like the arts and everything. One is yeah. just the medical building, so I didn't go into that one very much. <laughs> There's a lot of students that <laughs> up. And then they also they also have an architecture building, which I thought was super super cool. And if if anybody's oh, yeah. planning on going to Bond or anything, um, definitely check out the architecture building because uh, what they do is that every senior class they only have so many architecture students, um, but. Everybody that's a senior, they all get together in the same class and they design something and add it onto that building. So yeah, it's this huge building of just a whole bunch of creation from their students, which I thought was super, super awesome. And it's, it's so different from anything else that we have. Um,
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely very, oh yeah,
1: definitely. Um, other similarities, I guess it's, it's kind of nice because there's a little lake right in the middle and that's what kind of um, brings bond together. And all the buildings are just kind of surrounding this little lake. Um, mm-hmm. If you go during flooding season, do not jump into the lake. You can get, <laughs> um, but another reason why you shouldn't jump in is because when it floods, um, bull sharks can get into there. You never know if you're going to be swimming with a shark or not but yeah
0: <laughs> okay yeah that's some encouragement to not yeah just rule of then. thumb
1: don't jump in
0: <laughs> okay that's a good thing for future students exactly to to yeah and then
1: right next to bond is it's kind of like the pier where we have luna and the exchange and, and all uh-huh. that stuff they have a coffee shop they have a little iga um like grocery store, if you need to go and grab some groceries or something like that, hair salons and stuff. So it's very similar to De Pere, but then to get to the beach, it's like a maybe 15-minute bus ride. So that's okay. one big difference is that the beach is so close. And probably every yeah. day.
0: Yeah, I'm sure most students who are there are probably at the beach. Oh, yeah.
1: Let's just say I, I, <laughs> I came back a lot tanner than when I left. That's for sure, sure. yeah. (laughs)
0: So obviously, you know, your semester there got cut short, having to return home early due to the virus. So kind of, did you notice anything changing in Australia before maybe the situation involved or evolved into what it is? Um,
1: On the community side, not so much. Uh, We could still go to the mall and stuff like that. So go to the beach and everything. Um, But we really started to see changes uh, within the university. So the university was awesome at keeping us updated on what's happening and what the government is doing and everything like that, precautions that they're taking. Um, But no, we didn't really see a change in the community until like our very last week before we left. Um, Mm -hmm. People were kind of starting to head home because they were going to start locking down the borders and everything like that. Um, classes were moved to online, and they pushed it up. Or they pushed up our finals. So that started okay. to happen and everything. But in the community-wise, nothing really changed until the borders started closing. And then they gave the order to close down small businesses and everything. But still go to the beach. Mm-hmm. You can still go to the mall and grab some groceries and clothes and stuff. But no, we didn't really see a change too much.
0: Okay. So when you kind of got the word that you would obviously have to be returning home early, yeah. um, what I guess, what was your initial reaction? Were you maybe expecting it or were you surprised? Um, we
1: were kind of anticipating an email coming out once we heard that the students over in Italy were recalled back. Oh, wow, yeah. that's going to happen because Australia has a lot of, Um, Asian students because it's the country for them to learn English so they just Mm -hmm. come down and then they learn English and take some classes there so the problem with that is that a lot of um, parents and everything they were coming down to visit their students and then they would be going through the airport and they would find out that oh wait I have corona so it was hard Mm -hmm. keeping that in check and the Australian airports were kind of like the spots for the virus. So that kind of gave us the, the leg to, like, hey, maybe we should just stay here and not go to an airport and leave the country because that's like the most mm-hmm. unsafe option for us. But uh, we decided that, you no, know, it'd probably be best to just head home. And Gail and everybody in the study abroad um, program at SNC were so helpful they were like hey if you guys need anything um you're the farthest away and you have to go through the most airport so like if you need
0: help just yeah
1: reach out and they were awesome like I can't stress that enough but yeah
0: so kind of now transitioning I was going to ask you what your ex- airport experience was like when it came time for you to actually yeah. leave I mean, was it hard to get a flight or was it super busy or super quiet um, in there? It
1: was, I guess the hardest part was getting a flight. So the week before we left mm-hmm. or the week before I left, um, I was on Student Universe trying to get a flight and everything. And a lot of their flights are through Air New Zealand. Um, that's one of the the big airline companies over there. And mm-hmm. they they kind of told us that they're like, yeah, we're just going to shut down all of our flights now. And it's like, oh, well, okay, great. <laughs> I get back to the US. <laughs> so finding an airline was probably the hardest part. But then once we got to the airport, it was actually really, really busy because I was trying to leave. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Sure. So that part we were like, oh, we thought we were going to miss the big traffic and everything, but um yeah <laughs> sadly, sadly not but then yeah it was just in Australia that the airlines were really or I'm sorry the airports were super busy once you got to the U.S. it was a ghost town like yeah, yeah if you sure. had more than 50 people on a flight that was a book like that was a a pretty booked flight Oh, yeah wow. I think yeah yeah I had to go to Sydney then to San Francisco to chicago and then up to green bay and oh,
0: wow. a, long, a long day. yeah
1: a long long day but my flight from chicago to green bay we had a total of 13 people on the flight and they were about like wow. 50 to 100 so just kind of mm-hmm. goes to show how deserted these airports were like big chicago o'hare airport had very very few people in it and i was very surprised
0: yeah, I'm sure. It's definitely strange to see places like that when you're used to seeing them just packed. Exactly. Full of yeah. So, when you did arrive back home and you're kind of getting settled in, how did the transition go? Was it hard to kind of come to terms with your situation or did you feel like a sense of relief being home safe? Um,
1: I think there was a little bit of relief just being like, okay, I can just kind of relax now. I don't about like yeah, oh, I need to get home before this certain date or whatever. Um, so that part was really nice. But overall, it was a lot harder than I expected. Um, just because we didn't exactly get that that sense of closure kind of mm-hmm. happened and then we were home. It's like, well, wait a second. I still have so much to do. And we didn't get to do a lot of the stuff that we wanted to do, uh, which was really upsetting. But Yeah, it was hard just because you went from, even climate-wise, you went from this sunny every day, 70 to 80 Mm -hmm. degrees, um, almost paradise-type weather, to Wisconsin where it's still snow on the ground. So yeah, that part was not ideal, but yeah, it was a lot harder than what I had thought it would be.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. It's definitely a tough situation, but, you know, in hindsight, when you look back or just look at where we are now in the U S yeah, with everything, exactly. I'm sure, like you said, you did have that relief feeling of like, okay, I'm home and I can just kind of yeah, relax exactly. Now. So what would you say kind of to round up what you've learned from yeah. this experience?
1: Um, I think in this experience, and I'm sure a lot of people have said this before, but I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about like what I can push myself to do, how I react in different situations where I'm not too familiar with what's going on or anything like that. Um, But I found out how resilient I can be. And along with that, how different other countries are and is Mm -hmm. kind of very similar to the United States as I have previously said but there's still so many differences just little things that you're like oh oh wow that is I guess that is kind of different from lifestyle and especially being from rural Wisconsin where not too many people get out very much um but Mm -hmm. yeah I learned a lot about myself and a lot about how different the world is so I think that just kind of cultivated that Travel bug within me to be like, okay, well, if Australia is this different and they're supposed to be very similar to the United States, what is like Spain like? What is Italy like? What is Russia like? You know? Yeah, I'm already. For
0: sure. It kind of opens your eyes to everything that's out there in the world. And I'm
1: already planning like my next trip to like New Zealand and to all these other places. So it really cultivated that traveler within me.
0: Oh, yeah, that's awesome to hear. And then as one final note, um, just kind of end on a positive note yeah. about your time abroad. What are some of your favorite memories or maybe a single oh, memory that you have?
1: Dang. I mean, it's it's hard to pick this one because each memory is so different and unique in its own way. But I think one of the, I don't know if people would agree with me on this, but I think one of the coolest was the day that I got a leech stuck on me. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm sure I'm probably the only one that would say that. Uh, the yeah. reason being is because that day we went to a rainforest. We went to one of the World Heritage Sites and Australia has a lot of those. Um, but that means that it has to be like kept up and looked after after the um, Australian government and with the help of the United Nations and everything and everything like that um but when we went it was beautiful out we're like oh dang it's gonna be really hot like it's gonna be hot and humid walking through this rainforest and then as soon as we got there it just started downpouring like heavy drops just continuously the whole time we were there and some people might go well that that's kind of gotta suck I mean you're in a rainforest and it's just downpouring on you it was the best thing that could have happened walking through this rainforest and everything's kind of misty and hazy and it's it's it was just so cool. So our tour guide took us around to this waterfall which normally doesn't have any water in it so it's kind of pathetic when you go and see it but it was downpouring so much. It was this huge massive waterfall and there was a pool at the bottom that we got to swim in too. So that's probably where I contracted the leech afterward but it was just so it was definitely it was worth, worth it, it, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. It's definitely not something you get to experience exactly. anywhere yeah. in the U.S. So, all right, well, great. Thank you, Sam, so much for coming on and talking about no your problem. time Thanks abroad. For having me. And for anyone who is listening, if you have any questions or would like more information about our programs, so you can check out our website now.
1: All Thank right. you.
0: Thanks, Sam.